everyone. Welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And we're doing a read-along. We have Whiskey Nights and Neon Dreams by Ashley James. It is her newest book. It just came out a few days ago from now, actually, like a week ago. It is a it is a two-parter. I looked and part two starts at 30%. So I think that's probably where we'll meet back up. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Um, it looks like it's gonna be really angsty, which Kelsey was expressing her desire for an angsty one. And this looks like it's right up her alley. It's second chance, and there's secrets and lies. Yeah, hurt me. Um, which Ashley James usually does a pretty good job at hurting me. So I like that. Ashley James is a killer author. Oh, so we, good. I love Ashley James. Also, okay. I, you were like, oh, there's a new Ashley James book out. And I'm like, yeah. And I had one in my mind that uh, I thought you were talking about. No, she's got like a shit ton of books out. Yeah, she's been uh, producing at quite a big speed. The one that I was thinking of came out in September, which is relatively new. It's only been, what, like a month and a half? And yeah. two months, whatever. And so I was I, – I thought that would be her newest book. But no, she's, she's pumping them out. And the one I was thinking of came out before that. I haven't read – um, there, I don't know. There's another one I haven't read. So, oh no, September as well. So she's been releasing books like fucking crazy. I don't know. And like authors just don't release books as fast and she's killing it. Uh, there is, so the one I was thinking of was part of an anthology. It was originally a novella and I missed the anthology before it got taken off. And so that's why I was like so interested in it. I'm wondering if maybe because she's already produced some of these within anthologies that she just had them ready to go, like locked and loaded. Yeah. Either way, uh, Ashley James is a phenomenal author and definitely there's been some new material that Kelsey and I have missed. So, yeah, I just realized I wasn't following her until just now. I fixed that. But <laughs> um, so anyways, with this book, it does seem like it's a second chance. It also seems like it's a, a rock star romance. Hey, I kind of got that vibe, too. They're talking about singing and, you know, guitar and stuff like that. It, it's a little vague. The blurb is so... Yeah, I'm, I don't. Uh, I don't know who the rock star is, but it seems like it is a rock star romance. And I mean, the reviews are really good, like really good. So not worried about that. I wasn't worried about that, anyways. But um, there is a trigger warning. Let me go back to it. One moment, please. Okay, so she had wrote, like, a whole author's note, um, basically saying, like, it's not dark, but it is heavy, and 
Your Mental Health Matters. This book features, but is not limited to, the following. Religious trauma, death and overdose, suicidal ideations, suicide attempts on page, substance abuse, or substance use and abuse, and cheating with not on. So that, that is the only, the last one is the only one where I'm like, meh. I hate that. So, yeah, it seems like one of the main characters is going to be in a relationship and they're going to end up cheating on their partner with the other main character is what it seems like. Yeah. Which I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, anybody who's been listening to the podcast long enough knows that I hate cheating. But Ashley James is just so fucking good. At- Ashley James does this well, though. She has other books that have that. She has an entire series of uh, an affair series where one or both of the characters is having an affair. I haven't delved into it. I think I read the first book in the series and like one of the characters was married and it was done very well. She does do it very well. I haven't read that series, but I have read other books of hers with this in it and it is done um, or it was done pretty tastefully, at least as much as you can do that in. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, part two is where we're stopping and yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go if you are. Yeah. Okay. So if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read until part two and then come back. Pause here. Okay. We are back. Yes. This book is hella good so far. It is. It's going to be really heavy. Uh, it it already kind of is. So we have Segan and Josiah. Josiah is Segan's girlfriend's uncle. But he's only like three years older. And they live in Utah. So like probably Mormon. Uh, and yeah. I mean, they're heavily involved in the church. So yeah. that's fair to assume, I would say. So at some point, uh, Segan and his girlfriend have been dating for like a really long time. They were each other's like first everything. And uh, they hang out with Josiah because like I said, he's only like three years older than the girlfriend and Segan. So uh, the two guys start getting closer and closer and it starts turning from like just a platonic like, oh, he's just the cool older uncle to, oh, shit, I'm, like, having feelings for this guy. And meanwhile, the girlfriend is spiraling. She's starting to do drugs, like, heavier stuff than just, like, smoking weed. She's drinking a lot. And I think at this point, they're, like, what, 16, 17? 17 when she over – it was her 17th birthday when she got alcohol poisoning. Yeah. So she's just going down a really dark path. And Josiah is very openly gay. He's, like, the only person in their town who's openly gay. And so Segan's like kind of feeling some type of way about him. And they they kiss on the night that the girlfriend uh, gets alcohol poisoning. And then they don't do it again until she overdoses. Yeah, so, so she so, go ahead. Josiah leaves. He realizes he has feelings for his niece's boyfriend. He leaves and He's like, but you have to stay and take care of Lana. And he was already, Segan was already kind of debating breaking up with Lana because 
she was turning into somebody that he didn't recognize. But then Josiah leaves, tells him you have to take care of her. So he does. They get a place together. And she's just, you know, continuing to spiral. She's on heavy drugs. He does not get her to admit that. Um, He even found her, like, knotted out, arm tied off, needle on the floor. At one point, she still wouldn't admit that she was doing heavy drugs. So she overdoses while Josiah's in town. They kiss again. He leaves again. And then eventually she overdoses and dies. Before she dies, Segan finds out that not only was she doing heavy drugs, but she was cheating on him with her dealer, which leads us to one of the theories that I have before we continue. I I think it's the same one I have. I think she gave him HIV. I was wondering if it was going to be either HIV or some sort of heavy uh, STD because he started getting sick and it's been what she's been dead a year. Yeah. Two and years. He, he's been ignoring the fact that because he's been drinking really heavily, everybody shunned him and assumed that he was the one giving her drugs. So like his family disowned him. Nobody really likes him in town anymore because her family was like the church family. They were part of the church. Um, she was like the bishop's daughter and uh, all of that. So everybody assumed, well, it has to be the boyfriend. He's the reason she OD'd. So they all shunned him. He's not like welcome with his family or anybody else really anymore. So he got this like shitty job doing drywall. He's been drinking himself to sleep every night. All of a sudden he starts getting sick and he isn't getting better. So he goes to the doctor and then he receives a diagnosis. We don't know what it is yet, but I was thinking the same thing. It has to be some sort of heavy, I'm assuming incurable STD, which I don't, uh, I Those kind of things always make me really nervous, especially when you're going to go into like a romance book. Yeah, I think it's going to be HIV, especially because he asked him like, are you getting any sores or rashes? And he said, well, no rashes, but I am getting cold sores. And I think it's going to be HIV um, because that is a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. HIV. So um, it's not always just... I was thinking like herpes. I don't think it's going to be herpes. Um, I especially because he found out and he immediately went to kill himself. And herpes doesn't cause you to be like physically sick. So fair enough. All right. Um, I think it's going to be HIV. And I, yeah, because he immediately found out and then made a plan to try to kill himself. So he attempted suicide. He failed. I don't. We didn't get any of the. Um details yeah we did he slit his wrists no i mean about how why did he fail he took four oxys he slit his wrist how did he wake up in the hospital who found him i'm assuming josiah and here's the thing i have a problem with josiah because i know that he was still a kid himself he was only like 19 20 when uh he left but he sat there and essentially guilted Seekin. He's like, well, you have to stick around. It's your job now to make sure she doesn't fall off the path. Like, it's your job yeah. to fix her. And he was just a fucking kid. He was 17 years old. And, yeah, and that's why that's why Josiah lives with so much guilt. He just walks around with a blanket of guilt covering him all the well, time. Well, he should. He knows that was the wrong choice. Because but you I- can't expect a kid to fix another kid, especially when Segan wasn't doing so well himself. Josiah knew he was now having to come to terms with this new, like, I have crush, I have a crush on guys thing. And then also be like, now you have to fix this girl that nobody can fix. 
Yeah, I mean, the, this book is just layered in guilt and shame and depression and you know loneliness. Like, there's there's not a lot of light at the end of the tunnel so far. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it's going to piece back together. I'm assuming Segan is going to move to Nashville and he's going to make a name for himself in the music industry and at some point they'll come back together but i they don't it's not like they have anybody else it's not like there's going to be another death in the family that they both have to go to this funeral for or anything like that they don't have anyone so i don't know how it's going to pull them back together i don't have any um theories on that yet but i i do believe that segan has hiv and i believe that he's going to go to nashville and i don't know anything further than that same i mean i'm thinking maybe because he lives in nevada doesn't he like las vegas or something josiah does yeah yeah so i'm wondering if maybe like he goes there for a show and josiah like decides to go to that show just to like check up maybe um because he 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 left because he was feeling guilty. Again, he left because he was feeling guilty because he had feelings for his niece's underaged boyfriend. And he didn't think he was going to be able to hold back on those feelings. So he decided to remove himself from the situation. Still gave enough of a shit about his niece to guilt her boyfriend into staying. But, I mean, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. He realizes now that that wasn't right. Which I feel like is understandable like we can be mad at him all we want but i feel like it was a very understandable flaw in his logic i don't know i feel like whether he was guilted into it or not i feel like josiah leaving segan staying his plan like his path was going to lead him to lana's death either way like he was going to stay with her until death either way because that was his person. Like, regardless of his feelings for Josiah or his, you know, animosity towards Lana towards the end, he that was still his person. He was still devastated by his death because that was the only person that he had in his corner, even with her being as fucked up as she was. Which she was a piece of shit. Well, I, she was addicted. And yeah, she sucks. But at the same time, I feel like I have a little bit more remorse for her. Not for the cheating and, you know, obviously the possible other thing that's going to come up, but because addiction really does, it completely changes your brain chemistry. It fucks you up and you get into like this situation where you can't get out. And I'm not saying he should have stuck by her. He shouldn't have. I don't think that uh, you get to claim, regardless of how unstable you are, you shouldn't drag other people down with you. If That's, I mean, again, I would say that I think she is forgivable. But I think she's a bigger piece of shit than Josiah. Well, fair enough. I mean, I think they were all just like shitty kids in this situation who didn't really have answers for anything. Yeah, no, they had no guidance because all of their families abandoned all of them. They had no adult anything. Because as soon as Josiah came out as gay, family ripped away. He was already a disappointment. Family ripped away as soon as he came out as gay. And then Lana didn't want to follow the church's path. That wasn't okay. Family disappointed in her. Dad abusive. She didn't have anybody. And then Segan, 
his family just kind of ignored him and ignored his existence. He was a disappointment. He didn't want to go to the church. He caused enough of a ruckus that he didn't have to go to church. And so in turn, they ignored him. Yeah. Uh, If they weren't fighting with him, they weren't paying him any attention. So they didn't get, they didn't have any kind of adult anything. So, you know, Josiah, 19, 20 years old, trying to make adult decisions when he's never seen healthy adult functions. I'm not, I'm not going to hold that against him. I mean, it wasn't the best thing, but I, I don't think he understood that there could have been another way. I don't necessarily know if there could have been, though. I think even if Josiah had stayed, nothing would have changed for her. Yeah, they're all just flying by the seat of their pants trying to survive, and Lana didn't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we've pretty much gone over where we are. I I think that was the very end of it, right? Was he's about to leave the mental health facility he was in? Yeah, and I have to say I was extremely startled when part two snuck up on me. I was too. I was so into it. I was like, what? <laughs> I was so I was so into it. I was like, oh my God, like he's getting help. And I really liked the part where um at the very end he's talking to his therapist uh as he's getting ready to like leave and stuff like that. And she asks about like, would Lana want you to pursue your dreams? And he's like, Well, not the person she was when she died. But sober Lana would have wanted me to do anything I could to, like, pursue my dreams. And I thought it was really, really, I don't know. Just That was a good breakthrough. Yes. Yeah, because he had spent so long after her death, like, in this spiral himself. Like, he wasn't doing any hard drugs, but he was drinking himself every night. He was popping some pills. He was, uh, you know, smoking and, like... Just in this self-destructive spiral, he was in a dead-end job that he didn't really like, and he'd stopped writing music. Yeah, so, so. I think we're going to see a whole new Stegan, and I think we're going to see a whole new Josiah, too. I think Josiah's probably going to um, have been in his own spiral himself, because my guess is that he is the one that found Stegan when he tried to kill himself, and I bet that fucked him up because his decisions and his actions led to this path. So. That's my guess. I don't know. I'm super excited to dive back in. Uh, I, yeah, it felt, part one felt so short because you get so into the book that all of a sudden you're just like, wait, where did it go? Yeah. So if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read until the end of the book and come back. Pause here. Okay, we're we're back. back. Courtney's trying to steal my job. Um, this book was amazing. Yeah, it really was. It was, it dealt with heavier topics. So Kelsey was right. Uh, he got HIV and he's not entirely certain how it could have been from the needles she was shooting. Well, he knows how he got it. He got it from, uh, Lana, his ex-girlfriend, dead girlfriend, whatever. And, uh, so he's never been with anybody else. He had been with Lana since he was like a kid basically and then after she died he was never with anybody else because when he found out he had hiv he had to get a bunch of testing done start taking the medication and he's at the point where he's like not transmittable undetectable yeah so he can't pass it but i mean obviously he's just been kind of like dealing with so many things that he's just never 
dated again. And so Josiah was the first person that he was intimate with. And yeah, there was just, there was a lot like, oh, having to like learn how to trust each other again and rely on each other and um, see again. Mm hmm just had so many issues like every time they would get close he would he would kind of like back off and like run away a little bit cuz he wasn't sure how to it was a lot of them trying to figure out how to deal with their emotional trauma um that you know Josiah caused a lot of emotional trauma which we talked about at the midway point and the second half of it was just them trying to work past all of that um, they both were very like broken people who grew up on their own and figured their lives out separately, but never never gave up the idea of being with the other person. So when that idea became a reality, it wasn't just as cut and dry as you know most would hope it to be because there was a lot of emotional baggage and trauma attached. Um, to the idea of being with the other one. So it was a lot of just like emotional healing and getting through that. There was no like massive plot points that happened in the second half. It was just a matter of like learning how to love each other. Yeah. Um, Segan's mom got sick and she was dying. And uh, so Josiah went with him to go confront it. And he, he thought that maybe his mom was also having like maybe an emotional affair with uh, a friend of hers from the church, a, a woman, because when he first saw her after all these years, she said, I get it now. I didn't get it before, but I get it now in like reference to him being gay. And which I'm so confused about, uh, did he come out as gay to them or like bisexual? Because they, no. when they threw him out after Lana died, and he mentions that he talked to them about his diagnosis, and that was it. Yeah, he but told he's them. like, it's a gay man disease or whatever, and which is a very narrow stereotype that you know it sucks because it's not how it works. But um, they. I just, I'm so confused because he dated Lana for so long. He was attracted to women, I'm assuming. Or Lana. He, well, okay. But they, he didn't having really go. attraction for one man and one woman your entire life doesn't necessarily make you gay or straight. Yeah, it didn't really go very into depth on his sexuality. It was more so just like it doesn't really bother me that I've only been with Lana and I'm attracted to a man. And like, that was about as far into his sexuality as it went. Um, when he was diagnosed with HIV, his parents just automatically assumed he was gay. And he was like, well, I've only been with Lana. So, and they were like, well, we don't care. You're obviously gay. So he left. Like he was playing. Yeah, that just, it. that part kind of confused, confused me a little bit. Cause I was like, how, did they come to that point if they knew he had been dating her for years? I mean, it's not like it was a secret. I think they just assumed that, like, obviously he stepped out on her. Um, Maybe. That's fair. Just like, just like they assumed that he, you know, 
gave her the drugs. Participated in the actions, yeah, that led to her death. It, just like they assumed, you know, any anything else. Like, they didn't assume the best of their son, obviously. Yeah. So, I think it was just narrow-minded assumptions that led to that conclusion. But I don't think he tried very hard to discredit that either. Um, I think he just left. So, which was the yeah. best thing for him. And he didn't he didn't really get full closure when he went and saw his mom before she died, but um, he got enough, you know, between his the interactions with his mom and the interactions with his dad to be okay with moving on. And I think that it was I think it was done really well. I mean, when the book ended, I was like, oh, like, I love this yeah. book. It was sweet. It was a good, it was a really good book. Ashley James knocked it out of the park once again. I mean, I can't really complain. I don't think I've read a bad book by Ashley James yet. So I don't think so either. I mean, they're always a really good go-to author. If you're looking for something, especially if you are interested in mail mail, because I believe that's all they have. Um, it They're a good, a good author, especially to start with, if you like the emotionally heavy stuff. Uh, I don't know yeah. about especially to start with. It is very well, heavy. All of her books are so heavy. Fair, fair enough. Okay, if you like male male and you like emotionally heavy <laughs> topics, Ashley James is great. <laughs> They're a great author, but, though, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, I've loved every single book by this author. I mean, she just kills it every time. It's, it's amazing. So uh, another another great book. By Ashley James, I'm I'm super happy with it. Um, it's it kind of sparked my desire to read a little bit more, but I've been trying to hold off because I know we're about to jump into another read along. Um, okay, then maybe we won't be recording the day before the episode comes out next week. Because hi, this comes out tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are we're very much dropping the ball, and then uh, this week is going to be a little hectic because the next week is holidays and I will be barely available. I'll be available one day the week of Thanksgiving. So I'm also hosting Thanksgiving for the first time. So yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.